We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create daily fantasy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we cover the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to the Thursday slate. Just a monster number of games on tap, Benny. How are you going to keep up with all the action? I don't know, man. You know, if, if we if we donate the time we need to to each one of these games, there's no way we're going to be able to do this pod. Is there going to be like a, 10 minutes? Do you want to break it up into like a three-day podcast? We'll talk about Utah-Miami today. Golden State, Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, do we have to talk about Utah Miami at all? <laughs> well, one thing I don't want to do is talk about uh, Goran Dragic. Seriously, remember I was ranting to you about Goran Dragic on Monday, on the Monday season-long Rotowire Fantasy NBA show? I and, do. 
And all he's done is go out and just make it rain like it's nobody's business, getting a cool two and a half times your price tag off the $5,600 sale price against L.A. of all people, and then paying off a cool 1.3 times his price tag with two points and three assists uh, against Toronto on the 8th. So uh, that's that's some of the fancy goodness that we have to look forward to overall. Yeah, you know what else I love about um, Dragic is that they traded the other point guard away that they had on the team in Chalmers, the uh, other guy who mm-hmm. was seeing minutes at the point, and he still wound up seeing less minutes than he had been. So <laughs> I, I don't know how that happened. I'm yeah. like, you know, people were making the point like, oh, well, they got rid of Chalmers now, so now he's going to see 35, 40 minutes, and he's going to, you know, yeah, no, that's that still did not happen. No, it's that's not what they're really concerned about at, at all whatsoever. So, yeah, you're absolutely right there. So um, let's go ahead and get into it, Benny. Well, we're going to talk about talk about the point guard position rather than focusing on these elite matchups uh that we have on the slate we'll just go position by position like we always do start off the point guard position it's a little bit rough but we actually may be able to make a few things work particularly with um ricky rubio doing ricky rubio things as you like to say Mm -hmm. uh once again sore knee uh scratch right before tip off fantasy uh owners and dfs players absolutely love that stuff you know, yeah, just, that, that was great. Him and Wiggins last night. That was that was fun. That, good job with the late information. It's not like somebody somewhere knew a little bit early, right before tip off that these guys, you know, were going to play. Thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. But in the meantime, we we have to move on here from the point guard position. We have some of the we have two of the best point guards in the game, and then we have a mixed bag of uh, you know dice rollers. So how are you approaching the, the point guard position? I mean, I might sound like a broken record at this point in the season, but to me, it's all about Steph Curry. And let me explain why to you guys so you understand. Honestly, like I said, I was half-joking when I said about the Miami-Utah game, but we know that that's going to be probably the lowest-scoring game on the slate. Um, This Golden State-Minnesota game is likely to be the highest-scoring game on the slate. Phoenix, which is a team that is known as a team that plays fast, actually hasn't been playing that fast this year. So that Phoenix Clippers game, Phoenix is actually going to tick down the pace for the Clippers a little bit. Um, You know, the Clippers are actually a faster pace team than Phoenix is. And that's something I like to look at is like which team plays at a higher pace because in every game, one team's going to get clicked up a little bit and one team's going to get clicked down. And when you have a wide gap between the two of them, you know, that's when you really see guys outperform their fantasy numbers. The guys who are, you know, the high fantasy producers, that usually play at a lower pace that are going to be getting a higher pace, which basically just means they're going to be getting more possessions. So if they're getting more possessions, they're going to have more chances to rack up those fantasy points. Now, if you look at the games that we have on the slate here, the Golden State-Minnesota game is probably going to be the highest scoring. You look at some of the other positions, you know, there aren't, there's some guys that are a little bit cheaper, like at, you know, small forward especially is somewhere I think you can save at point guard, I don't really think you can save. I think you'd be giving up way too many points from not taking uh, Steph Curry in this spot. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's the guy that I'm going to be starting my lineups with and rolling him out there. He's the big stud that I'm going to be paying up for on the day. Yeah, I like that, and you know, especially when you know that he's um, that he isn't going to have to. He's going to have. Well, here's the actual thing. I believe, believe it or not, it would have actually been more beneficial for Steph Curry to face Ricky Rubio on defense, and the fact that he's probably going to get Zach Levine now is actually. A good and a bad thing. It's a good thing um, because Zach Levine becomes viable 
you know, um, he mm-hmm. gets 36 minutes, goes for 20 and eight. Have I not been screaming about the, the from the from the hilltops about Zach Levine since who knows when? Anybody who's been following me anywhere on Twitter or any of the shows I listen to, I've been telling you they need to get rid of Ricky Rubio and play Zach Levine. Uh, because he's got a little mini Russell Westbrook swag in him. And what does he do first time he gets he cracks the 30-minute mark? 20 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. Shooting 47% mm-hmm. drops a tray. Tell me why this guy is somehow not better than Ricky Rubio. I, it's going to drive me insane it's all season yep. long, because as soon as Ricky Rubio comes back, this guy's going to get thrown back into a box, you know, put, like, or as you like to say, put in a corner like Baby. And and uh, we'll have to in, you know enjoy the the Ricky Rubio experience while Minnesota struggles uh, to get you know consistent production out of their five man ro- uh, starting rotation going forward. So you know mm-hmm. th- throw the Minnesota coaching staff right in there with the Sacramento Kings as two of the top teams who don't get get it when it comes to doing what makes the most sense for their starting lineups. But I will end my rant there, and then um, we can... <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. To me, if you're looking at the point guard spot, you pay up for Curry in this game, and then you go and you take Zach Levine mm-hmm. at mid-price, you plug him in the you know the guard spot on DraftKings, or you, know, you put the two of them as your pair on Fandle, and that's how you start your rosters on Thursday. I mean, Absolutely. That's, to me, that makes the most sense. That's exactly how I'm starting my roster there. Now, you do have to make sure Ricky Rubio continues to, to, yes, to, to sit. Right, yeah. because if you don't, then actually, then maybe you want to actually go with Ricky Rubio. But uh, for 7,500, I'm not terribly excited uh, about him overall. Let's pretend like Zach Levine's not an, a punt option and then figure out how else we would set up our our um, you know guard slot here or utility on DraftKings or second point guard position on Fanduel. What's what's your play here? I mean, to me, if it's if I if I'm not able to go with the high low with Curry and Levine, I mean, I still think I'm going Curry in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, there's nobody else down at that bottom that really excites me at all. You got like Sean Livingston, DeAngelo Barbosa, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bino Udrich who just got traded over. Maybe he's going to see a few minutes, but it's not like I want to. You know, throw him in a lineup even at mid price. Yeah, the best bet for me personally is to actually go with like Trey Burke, Trey Burke, forty six hundred yeah, paying. That's off. what I was thinking. Paying, yeah. He's at least he's somewhere sitting somewhere between four and seven and a half x throughout the last games. Actually, in four is yeah. the absolute lowest. He's been actually the floor has been closer to four and a half x. Um, at 4,600, and he's put up some nice performances overall. You, you're not getting the assists that you would love at the point guard position, but he is racking up steals and mm-hmm. at least chipping into the rebound department uh, yeah. overall. Here's his um, uh, total um, point um, fantasy points accrued through the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games. Uh, 25 points, 33.25, and a half, 21, 26, and 24 and a half. Not setting the world on fire in terms of total fantasy points, but like we said, that's actually on average looks like roughly 5x, which is amazing given the three name slate that we have. So if we can't go with Levine, then you can go Trey Burke. And if you really are a super gambler and you just for whatever reason want to get off of Curry uh, today, which I don't know why you would be you know given that uh, what he's done you know production wise and um you know the matchup against minnesota then my two pair my two pairings would probably be zach levine and trey burke if ricky rubio was out so mm-hmm. um let's go ahead and move on to shooting guard here how are you approaching uh this spot today or for- well i actually i actually really like what eric bledsoe's been doing lately um he's been getting the ball he's been playing a little more point guard so he's racking up the assist as well he's been putting up some really good numbers over the last few games he had uh 
you know, 48, 35, 47, 36, 57, 33 in his last six. So I think on a day where I don't really like a lot of what's beneath him, he's somebody that I'd be willing to pay up for. He's not that much more expensive than Clay, Tom, uh, Clay Thompson, and I think I like him a lot more. So Bledsoe's going to be my top option. Uh, Wiggins, we don't know. I mean, he sat out yesterday. We don't know if he sat out just to get a day of rest or if he's really hurt. Yeah. He had been playing better. I mean, he was putting up – he put up like 40 fantasy points in the last two. He, I know I actually had him in my lineup last night and then had to switch out to Batum when I – you know, when the news came down. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, that's that's tough because I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. If he's healthy, obviously he, he's – we've seen it in the past couple of days that he could put up 40 fantasy points. And his price is still pretty cheap. I mean, I think he was only like 6100 yesterday on DraftKings. <clears throat> yeah, he's down at like the $6,000 range coming off of back-to-back 41 and 47-point performances. So that's going to be a tough one to figure out. I'm not using D-Wade at all. Um, I mean, I honestly think you got to go down to guys like maybe a J.J. Redick. I know Tyler Johnson made a lot of sense last night, um, you know, the day of the trade. But if Bino Udrich is going to be in there and is going to be seeing a few minutes, that's going to take away from Johnson. Yeah. If Bino's not playing, I guess he makes a viable punt option again. Tyler Johnson, uh, I'm telling you right now, is like the um, uh, East Coast Swaggy P. Not in terms of like game pr- pr- um, pr- production per se, but the guy looks like he's like six one, and he's out there like trying to tr- just murk on people, like going to the <laughs> rim. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, he, yeah. Play, he plays hard. Yeah, I love his game. So I w- you know, the only problem is it's like he's just like a he's not a he's not a great he's a he's a tweener. You know, he's not big enough to be a two, but they play him at the two, and he doesn't play like a one or a combo guard. You know, mm-hmm. he plays like an undersized sh- shooting guard, but he's got enough hops to dunk and has, you know, I mean, he just, wh- who was who the Laker guy that he just absolutely destroyed and embarrassed uh, last night? You know what I'm talking about? The backup? Yeah, I, I remember um, I, don't, I remember seeing the highlight. Yeah, I don't remember his name because he's not good enough to be on my on my radar for anything, DFS, <laughs> or, you know, I'll I'll look at look up Lakers roster just to make sure we we reference it. But um, Tyler Johnson just clowned him on every level. Now, getting back to how how we, what we can do to sort of, sort of solve the Andrew Wiggins situation, I'm with you 100 percent on Bledsoe, top option for sure, uh, d- doing a great job all all around, and uh, already three different games where he's um, uh, exceeded six x in terms of paying off the price tag, and that's at the $7,700 level on DraftKings. So, mm-hmm. you know, easily the top option overall. As far as who you want to pair him with, I'm actually would be sort of rooting for Wiggins to sit um, but because he's actually, you know, decently priced, but you get more of a discount right now on Kevin Martin at 4700 who paid off 6X um, for, with his price tag and did, did something Kevin Martin normally doesn't do, which is like assist. And do something else besides hit a tray and a free throw. It was like three rebounds, five assists, and a steal, which we normally don't see. So I guess I'm not really expecting that overall again. But you, I feel like his um, sort of skill set and what you can expect is not too far from Wiggins, and you and you get like a, what a thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar discount overall. So I'm sort of rooting for, rooting for that overall. We're probably going to have to take it up to you know game time unless we have some news pop up here. So how do you feel about Kevin Martin? Are you okay with him as a sub for Wiggins? I mean, I still I still would much rather have Wiggins. Kevin Martin, to me, really contributes in one stat. Um, the one stat he contributes in is scoring. Yeah, and, you know, on DraftKings, he also gets a little bit of points for the, you know, for the three-point the three point bonus. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he's okay to take a chance on. He has been going like 4, 5, 6x. So I don't think, worst case, that he hurts you. 
Uh, if I see that Wiggins is out, I definitely like him a lot more because I think that'll give him, you know, safer minutes. I mean, he played almost 40 minutes last game without Wiggins in there. So if you're getting him for under 5K and Wiggins is out and he's playing 40 minutes, I'm okay with it. If Wiggins is in, though, I don't know if I really want to go that way. Um, Golden State is a pretty good defensive efficiency team. Uh, even though they play high-scoring games, they're not an easy team to score on. They don't give you a lot of open shots. Um, and, and I just don't think you really get a lot besides scoring from Martin most of the time. That's always kind of been a knock on him. Yeah, okay, which you're totally right about. But we sort of just have to, you know, um, pick your poison on this. Yeah. You know, when, when, well, that's when, the thing is at some point you have to look for some cheaper options. Like that's right. the biggest problem on a mm-hmm. small slate like this is you got to fit in those cheaper guys that can get you that five or six X. And he's definitely somebody that needs to be on the short list. Right. And this is why we have, you know, sort of Wiggins and hopefully Ricky Rubio solving some of our problems for Thursday by, you know, having these issues that they have. So, um, that's, that's going to be the big key here. Like if you hear that either one of those guys is out, you know, you got to use the cheaper guy at that position because there just isn't a ton of value. Um, you know, pay up for the studs where you can't find the cheap guy and, you know, where there is a cheap guy that works, put him in your roster and, and kind of go from there. Absolutely. So um, I think we've sufficiently covered how we can approach the shooting guard position. Um, I'm actually okay with um, with Burks as well. You know, I know that he's been in sort of like a little bit of a timeshare and shifting minutes um, back and forth between him and Rodney Hood. And people have been asking me Burks or Hood, Burks or Hood. And I, I made a nice call yesterday. I said Burks. And then I realized yeah. and I was like, oh, shoot. You know, Hood is Hood could get more minutes than I originally thought, and then you know, Burks um, backed me up with you know almost seven x off the, mm-hmm. on the price tag with twenty four and and three rebounds, three assists. So, Burks to me is an okay option uh, as well. I'm Dwayne Wade has never been, um, you know, a guy that we had to consider like all team, all first team NBA for defense or anything like that. So yeah, especially especially now with uh, you know all the knee problems and everything else he's been he's been going through. Right, and if he's going to continue to come off the bench as a super six man, then he'll actually probably catch more Tyler Johnson, who um, even you know despite the fact that he had an awesome like um, you know b- b- block straight up at the three point line on you know you know the garbage backup point guard for the uh, LA Lakers. Uh, I still think that's probably a plus matchup for him overall. Burks is one of the bigger, uh, like a bigger version of a of a two guard who doesn't have that same issue with like you know rising up and, sh- and over defenders and shooting a J or with his with his uh, scoring off the dribble. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with Alec Burks. All right. Um. So you know what? A lot of people always like to ask us, Benny, and uh, ask myself. You know, who do we like? How do we get our numbers? Where do we come up with our projections? Well. Very, very simple. Rotowire.com uh, has some of the best projections in the industry, bar none, hands down. We're not just being company men or homers here. We can You can actually check it out for yourself for free. So if you want to check out the FanDuel NBA Daily Lineup Optimizer, which has uh, projections and uh, optimal lineups, uh, positional rankings, uh, fantasy's point scoring for FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy Aces, Draft Day, Draftster, Fantasy Scoring Yahoo. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod, get your 10-day free trial, check out exactly what we're talking about here, and, you know, and take a look at your optimal lineup. And, you know, if you're, you're trying to figure out what you should, what you should do uh, in your lineups, it's, it breaks it all down, has all the salaries loaded, tells you the projected points, um, tells you, you know, in terms of like the cap percentage, what, what percent of these players are, are, are using X percent of your cap. And so you can sort of figure out 
you know how many of these home run plates you can use and where you're where you can apply your cost savings all of it's done in a handy dandy just clean simple interface on rotowire.com slash pod so make sure you check that out the free trial for 10 days right now if you don't love it then you know whatever it's a free trial and if you do then you know exactly where we're getting our information to create our own winning lineups so make sure you check it out rotowire.com slash pod 10 day free trial all right small forward position here benny um you know what it's a little bit rough i think this is one yeah where we it's very rough <laughs> yeah okay i was trying to be nice about it <laughs> if you, <laughs> you want to call it trash then fine all right we, we got gordon hayward and then um good luck is, is is what is what we have uh going on here but i still think i have i have a, a game plan that makes sense or small forward but i'd like to hear yours first I mean, honestly, you you pretty much said it. Gordon Hayward is only like sixty five, sixty six hundred on DraftKings. Yeah. So he's been cheaper than he has been, you know, usually. Like usually, we're paying up seven, eight thousand dollars for him last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been putting up around thirty three points, which is like five times value. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not getting huge upside out of him, but he's the only guy that's really consistent. Like you look at some of the other guys. Yeah. You got 25, 30 points out of Harrison Barnes every once in a while. And he's only five K, but he could also give you like a 15, 16 point game. Like he's done. Um, you know, same thing with Iguodala. If you know, his minutes aren't safe enough, he could do 30, he could do 15. You know, you just talked about Rodney hood, who would be another option. But again, you know, is it a hood game? Is it a Burks game? You know, which one of them sees more minutes, you know, Hood the other night had like two points going into the fourth quarter and then had like a 20-point fourth quarter. You know, I mean, do you have enough Pepto-Bismol to stomach something like that happening for you? Uh-huh. And then you go down from there, like Paul Pierce just plays a few minutes. You know, Justice Winslow is a little bit interesting. Um, but again, he's a guy who is more of a better real-life player that you like. Tough-nosed kid, plays hard defense, but fantasy stats-wise hasn't really been filling it up yet. Uh-huh. P.J. Tucker, I mean... He's P.J. Tucker. We know what we get with him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Lance Stevenson, same way. Like, you know, Shabazz Muhammad, same way. Like, these guys could all get you 12 or 15 points, but, you know, you know is that really what you want? This is what I'm – this is my personal approach to it, okay? Um, if you have you have two options if you're, if you're not going to use Gordon Hayward. And I think we're both heavily endorsing Gordon Hayward, but some people might get stuck yeah. into a position, okay? Mm-hmm. I think you can go almost full punt – here with Justice Winslow, and then be fairly safe with him just sitting at 3,700 because you you only need basically you know 18, 19, 20 fantasy points for um, uh, him to to mm-hmm. pay off the tag. So you know just taking a look at here right now, like 13 and eight with one assist at 30 at 35, 33 at 3,700 is getting you over six x. Okay, so you don't need a ton. Uh, you don't need him to do a ton. Nine, nine and five with one assist and one steal is still five x basically, essentially. You know, or nine if you add one rebound and he's at uh, at five x. So you do, so you can go almost full punt mode and and take a look at a guy who's averaged thirty minutes plus in the last four games and has hit uh, o- uh, over thirty minutes in five out of six. All right, so there's my sneaky play for for small forward. Or if you want to go even further down, like for some reason you get you get tied up in salary there, um, you can go all the way down to um, like barely like min salary here with who was I thinking about? Is it, was it Lance Stevenson or mm-hmm. yeah yeah Lance Stevenson for is is barely min salary and you you know you're you're getting next to nothing from from Lance Stevenson in terms of only playing 20 minutes per game but um 
you know, a game like 7.3 rebounds and three assists with two steals gets you 6x. And then, you know, if you take a look at his um, production in the in 22 minutes or 20 minutes of action-ish, you know, 5.6 rebounds, 7.5 rebounds with, you know, three assists, two assists. He's had at least, um, he has had two, two or more assists in every game except one, which is, which is good, which is what at 32 3300 you know all you need for him to really return value on that price tag so those are my two options mm-hmm. overall lance stevenson or or justice winslow if you're not going to yeah. go with hayward are you are you I okay mean, with those i i completely agree with you and like that's that's the thing about this slate mm-hmm. is you you know there's only so many options like this is what i was saying before about if somebody opens up where you get somebody hurt on a slate like this, you want to try to fit the best player at every position in your roster if you can. So if you can get in the Eric Bledsoe, if you can get in the, the Steph Curry, if you can get in the Gordon Hayward, you're not going to need 300 points to win on this slate. You're, you know, you're usually able to sneak in on a small slate like this with, with a bunch, not a bunch fewer points, but definitely not as many as you would need on like a 10 or 11 game slate. And I think that there are certain guys on the slate like this that you just can't fade. If you can't find a cheap guy... That's going to get you 20 to 25 points. You can't fade Gordon Hayward. And again, I agree with you. Winslow and and Lance Stevenson are probably the best two bets. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really comfortable that either one of them are definitely going to get there for me. I would... The, you're you're right. I'm, I just want to just sort of piggyback on your point here. The the upside that is if you really are shaky about it, you know, you you almost can't get burned. With if you use Lance Stevens because he's doing you you need so little to pay off attack. So like if he for for whatever reasons goes for two points and two rebounds, is that bad? Yes, it's bad. Is it going to kill your lineup? Not necessarily. If you played, if no, you got yeah, enough of the got, right stuff, you were able to get the other guys. Right. Yeah, I I agree with that. And that's and that's kind of the way you have to look at this slate, which is why we're not really talking too much about the guys in the middle like a Hood or an Iguodala or a Barnes that you got to pay like five thousand dollars for mm-hmm. because. You're you know, off at going that full point, on punt rather than yeah. trying to middle it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Either go up and get Hayward, who's the one guy who could have forty point upside of this group, mm-hmm. or you know, like Josh just said, go down and go down and get the cheap guy and just beat him. Just beat everybody at the other spots is the idea. Yeah. Exactly. Save all the salary and roll them into the power forward position here, Benny, which actually has some studs that we can talk about. This is, might be the, the the most loaded position on the slate. Uh, for mm-hmm. today here, so w- we've got Griffin, Favors, Draymond Green, Marquise Morris, Chris Bosh, uh, you know, it, as all all top options. How do you separate them, and who do you want to anchor with? Yeah, um, if you're playing over on DraftKings, this is definitely one of those days where you put one of these guys in the PF spot, you put another one in the F spot, and you may even roll a third one out into the utility spot. Sure, because um, this is definitely a a stacked position on the day. Uh, I like Blake Griffin against Phoenix. Blake's been handling a lot of the scoring, especially with uh, Chris Paul being a little bit under the weather. And the thing that, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, which I like, is that Blake is starting to rebound a little more, too. So he's he's getting you that double-double bonus, which is big. Um, you know, when he was only getting six or seven rebounds, we were kind of shying away from him. But if he's going to be, you know, really dedicating himself to grabbing a couple more boards and not just letting DeAndre get them all, you know, that's definitely going to help his fantasy value. So he's obviously expensive, but I do like him. Uh, Favors, I think, is an okay play against Miami. Um, I think he's got a, a pretty good matchup on the inside against Bosch there. He should be able to do some scoring. He's a little more physical than Bosch is. Um, so I like him there. On the flip side of that, though, I really don't like Chris Bosch today. 
I, I try not to take people against Utah as often as I can. And even though he's been playing well and he's been rebounded and he's been doing better and his price isn't crazy expensive, I think he was right at 7K last night, which is not horrible for him. Um, I definitely think that I would stay away from Bosch on this league. He's one of the guys that I won't be using. I do like Draymond against Minnesota. I think he's got a good matchup there. Uh, Markeith Morris against the Clippers. He's going to be guarding Blake Griffith, so he could get in a little bit of foul trouble, but he's actually been pretty good lately. And let me check out what his price is here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bosch, I think, what, was 7,700. Um, the, what, what was do you know what Morris was? I'm um, trying to call it up right now. Markeith, uh, yeah, six K uh, on on the eighth. So okay, well, yeah, I mean, like if he's only six K, he he makes a lot of sense yes. to me because there you only need like 30, 35 points out of him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to make good value on a slate like this. And I think he could get there because he's been putting up some thirty point games recently. He yeah, um, he, he he definitely has that ability. He had a string where he went 30, 30, 30 point games in a row, and then the the scoring just tailed off uh, a little bit along with the rebounding. Um, but if you take a look at um, you know one of those games, two of those three games were against OKC and Detroit, you know, who have better front lines. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, and you know, OKC put that game out of hand um, in in no time. Um, by the way, side note too, you, you you got what you wanted. You got KD on the sidelines now, so all the Russell what Russell Westbrook you can enjoy as long as oh, KD yeah. is uh, out of the lineup here coming into oh, yeah. the weekend. So if K if KD is not playing, guys, it you it, don't even listen to it. Well, no, you still want to listen to our podcast, <laughs> but when you start bu- when you start building your lineups, you just put Russell Westbrook in, in yeah. and then you play seven on seven because if you don't have him, you, you're going to lose. Right. So just put him in there. And then worry about playing seven on seven with everybody else, and anybody who's dumb enough not to have him in there without KD, you know, let let them learn their lesson the hard way. But don't be one of those people. Right, as long as KD sits, by the way. Yes, if um, KD's out, it's all the West, like literally all the West. Cash and GPP owner ownership percentage should be one hundred and twenty-seven percent. So yeah, I mean, I might even try to put him in my roster twice if they're right. Happen. I might try to play him in Week Ten NFL DFS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just, he actually would probably be a pretty good running back. Yeah, man. Just I give know. it to him and get out of his way. He's, he's athletic yeah, enough. I know. Put LeBron at tight end. You know, you're just you're sad right there. It's like I mean, the Texans the Texans have nobody that can really run the ball. I think they should give him a call and see if he wants to play some football. I know. That, hey, he he would be he would definitely be he'd have some shake. He'd be the most explosive running back easily on that roster. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm with you. I think Marquise Morris is. I was where I want to draw the line, um, as well. And I'm okay with, um, the majority of 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 the top four options. And the only guy I sort of probably um am have been a guy who I've been stump stumping for. And I, and I I made him my pick on 120 Sports yesterday, Chris Bosh, and he paid me back handsomely with you know yes. almost 6.4x. Yeah, I, I had him it. last night. I was very yeah. happy with the performance last night. Yes, got the double double perform um, bonus on DraftKings. He loved 30 and 11 with two trays. It was beautiful. This the difference is is it's a tough matchup with him with Derek Favors. We know that Utah front line is not going to give you a lot of rebounds. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Are, are very tough defensively. The only thing that's in favor of Bosch is he stretches every four all the way out to the three-point line consistently, which could mm-hmm. make it make a difference in terms of how effective he is against Utah, which is, an, which is a normal fade. So if you still want to get it in there on Bosch, I'm okay with it. Normally I don't want to play um, you know, too many people against Utah, but Chris Bosch is a unique situation where he's really not trying to bang inside with anybody. He's not trying to dunk on Gobert or anything like that. He's trying to hit trays like every day. So I'm I'm okay with him at at, at 7k on, uh, 
on DraftKings, whereas in other power forwards, like if it was Blake Griffin or Draymond Green or other guys who don't get as much, um, you know, consistent volume and, and have to do more work inside, uh, I, I would sort of, sort of look at fading. fading. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was going to say, can I throw one name out of you? I wanted to kind of get your... Uh... Mm-hmm. your opinion on him and also your pronunciation because i know i'm gonna butcher it so you probably know who i'm talking about yes i do uh-huh. all right so go ahead <laughs> um well this is how i'm do- how i do this by the way um all you have to do is go to uh, for anybody who like this is my little tip for on air i like to go to basketballreference.com okay and then you could just type in you don't even have to type in the first uh like i just typed in the bje okay Mm-hmm. And I butchered this name by the, um, myself. So Basketball Reference breaks it down phonetically right under his real name. So it's Nemanja Belica. Uh, yeah, Bielica, I think it is. So okay. um, that's. So I think that's who we're talking about. It's supposed to, and yes. somebody was like, remind yourself that it sounds like pizza. Okay. So Nemanja Belica ah. okay. is, uh, is who uh, you're talking about. And I've been actually having like Gorgie Jang wars on Twitter with people who, you know, one of my, uh, you know, good, good, uh, longtime friends, uh, in the fantasy NBA industry, um, um, Matt Smith, who was to, who, when I said, get rid of somebody had Gorgie Jang on their roster for season long, I was like, drop that guy. Okay. And he was like, you need to tell him not to do that. Do he was like, Gorgie Jang is a, it's got top, top 65 upside. I'm like top 65 upside in what country, you know, not this country. This guy can't has already lost minutes to Belitza and can't beat out Grandpa KG for minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and which is you know lends me to your, to your boy Belitza here, who we're talking about um, with you know another nice performance, twenty seven minutes, thirteen points, dropping trays, nice stretch four, three uh, um, th- uh, three threes in consecutive games, seven rebounds, four assists. So he's doing it all right now. Yeah. It, to me, and he's it, playing and he's playing over thirty minutes a game lately. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, so I, I love what, what's what's happening with him, and um, I believe what DraftKings has him as um, is it small forward eligible? Is that right? Or do they have him? Oh, they have him at the four. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I thought they had him at the four. I got to yeah. double check, but I know like he's a guy that I've been seeing a lot of sharp people using in their lineups the last couple of days, and he's obviously been producing. His price has come up a little bit. He was like thirty five, thirty seven. He's up to like forty six right now. But again, he put up 30 fantasy points. So at 46, if you're putting up 30 fantasy points, that's six, seven times value. So I think he's a guy that we have to kind of take a look at and consider as well. Well, if you if you need to save some cash, uh, Belitza, um, you're right. The minutes are there, and the price tag is very, very juicy at 4,500 on DK. So I'm fine sliding down there if you, if for some reason, um, you decided to anchor your, your team elsewhere and you're not using uh, Blake Griffin or Favors. All right. Um, that's something that should be um, a very nice play and, and a sneaky guy. And I love the fact that he's multi-category um, stuffing in terms of stats uh, mm-hmm. overall. All right. Um, before we move on to center position, just want to let you guys know that if you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team, but your fantasy support service doesn't allow you to do so. Well, now you can with an all new no halftime app. The no halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, so you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Mello, Trout versus A-Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds and accepting a challenges are even easier. So no halftime challenges can always 
always be accepted privately or publicly and created for NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No Halftime with a fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, let's go ahead and put a bow on the show here, Benny, with a center position. Uh, overall, how are you shaking this out for Thursday slate? Well, the guy who I like the most is uh, Carl Anthony Towns in this game. Yep, um, He's about 74 is what he's been the last couple days on DraftKings. Uh, three games in a row where he's gotten over 40 fantasy points. You know, he's scoring 16, 20 points a game, coming down with double-digit rebounds right now, you know, playing 30 minutes or so. He's not even playing a ton of minutes, to be honest with you. He's playing like a tick under 30 minutes, and he's putting up 40 fantasy points. If this guy ever played like 35 minutes, you know, he might be a 50, 55, 60-point kind of fantasy producer. I mean, he had 55 once already this year against Denver. So he's the guy that I like most, and it mostly comes down to matchups on the on the rest of the stuff. Um, Gobert is kind of expensive, hasn't been playing all that well. But I know that he is questionable for this game. If he is out, I think I would really like Hassan Whiteside in this situation. I was going to ask you about that, too. I was like, what are you doing between Stifle Tower and Whiteside Strongside? Well, if they're, I mean, if they're both in, I don't think I want either one of them because they're both expensive. Um, as good as Whiteside has been, we know that Gobert is probably the best defensive center or arguably one of the best defensive centers in Utah being one of the you know, best defensive teams. They play slow. They have a very good defensive efficiency. So, like I said, I'm kind of staying away from as many of these Miami guys as I want, as well as uh, Whiteside's been playing. I don't think the matchup's all that great for him. But if Gobert is not playing, since he is listed as questionable right now, I will put all the Whiteside in my lineup. I might even go and take Whiteside and Carl Anthony Towns like the utility position and then try to fit in some of the cheaper options everywhere else because I would absolutely love to have, uh, you know, Whiteside against anybody but Gobert, who's one of the best defensive centers in the league. Yeah, if Gobert's in, I don't want either one. Yeah, they would probably actually go with Trevor Booker uh, overall, which actually would boost Chris Bosh's value as at the four. Um, yeah, I, Favors at the five. Yeah, I'd, I'd still take him with Favors in that matchup. I still would have no problem yeah. rolling him there anyway. Right, me too. Gobert is the guy who makes that defense go. Um, Favors mm-hmm. has been there for a long time, paired up with um, you know Enos Cantor, and nobody was like, oh, that's just such, you know, Derek Favors is such an awesome defensive player. It's them paired together, which makes it you know, a monster performance or a monster a monster defense. So yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm definitely with you. I'm still okay with Whiteside overall because he's just been producing at such a high level. If you want to use him, fine. Carl Anthony Towns um, is probably a, a, a better player overall. And then for people who are worried about Azeli, he's actually still starting over um, – um, Andrew Bogut, who is back, but the minutes are just always where they've been, which is yeah. 20 minutes per game. So, you know, uh, I'm okay with it as a semi-punt play, but you're you're not getting a, t- a ton of production overall. Like, um, he has actually hit above um, 6x in, what, 4 out of 6, yeah, 5 out of 6. He's, but... he's been very good. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's my thing, and I'm not really sure how I want to handle it yet, but I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it too. Okay. Like, now that Bogut is back, because he played in the last game, so we're assuming that he's going to play in this game, too. Yeah. They basically split minutes, if you look at it. Like, they both played, I think Azili got a little bit over 20, and Bogut got a little bit less than 20. Right. Bogut's actually a little bit cheaper than him, too. 
would you roll Bogut over Azili, thinking that maybe Bogut does get a few more minutes as he as this increases, and considering that they basically played the same minutes last time, um, you know, would you consider Bogut to be a like I would consider Bogut to be a better per minute fantasy performer, Should and be. if the price is, yeah. is is the same or cheaper, I think that he might be the better option between the two of them. He might what actually, you? Yeah, you know what, you, it's a good point overall because they're both sitting here around eighteen to twenty minutes, and they're both the basically do the same thing bogut just went for eight points nine rebounds and 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 two assists in 18 minutes of action against uh against detroit there too so i'm i'm actually you know what you probably are better off just taking whoever you think is cheaper and it actually probably benefits bogut to come off the bench too because whenever he's in the starting lineup he just does he just watches steph curry and clay thompson play you Mm -hmm. know and then sits around there and grabs a rebound occasionally so Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm i'm gonna try very hard not to put yourself in that position between choosing two 20 minute uh, per game guys uh, yeah. overall so I, would, I i agree there i would rather pay up and get the towns or a white side if he's not going up against gobert that's why i said if you get that situation where gobert's out i think you know i start my lineup with steph curry towns white side and then kind of fill in the blanks from there yeah, I mean, you know, and DeAndre Jordan, too, you don't have to pay up too much farther from Carl Anthony Towns if you want to use him. He's been fine. He hasn't been, you know, blowing up the stat line, but you are getting double-double bonuses consistently, four out of the last five from him um, on DraftKings. So there's something else to consider if you're not going to, if, if you can afford to go up from the 7,400, 7,500 that Carl Anthony Towns has mm. been sitting on. So something. Now how how would you rank those top four guys? Like, if you're looking at Gobert, Jordan... Uh, Towns it's, and Whiteside. Okay, let's assume everyone's healthy. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I know Gobert's uh, b- banged up, and so that def- definitely makes a difference. Probably what I want to do here is I want to take the discount on Towns. Okay. Right. And, and agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then if I, if I have to go two, I'm probably going to go DeAndre Jordan. I just trust him a little bit more. Whiteside three, Gobert four, and then take the discount on Bogut five. You are you with me on that? I, the only thing I would change is I have Whiteside, even if it is Gobert, a healthy Gobert. I think I have Whiteside a little higher than Jordan. I'm not I'm not a huge Jordan fan, um, especially because uh, I'm seeing Blake Griffin do a little more rebounding. You know, Jordan to me makes sense at that price when he's pulling down 18 to 20 boards a game. If he's only going to be getting like 12 to 14 though. I, I don't really want to pay up for him. And Phoenix, like I said, has been playing a little slower. You know, I know Tyson Chandler's not the player he used to be, but he's still not an easy matchup for guys at the center position, especially guys that, you know, basically the the thing that DeAndre Jordan does well is get himself in position to rebound and score. And that's also the thing that Tyson Chandler, being a big body, does well is, you know, keep himself in good position where he can rebound and, and keep the opposing center from you know, cleaning up the glass and dominating inside. So I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Jordan. So I'd still have Whiteside a, a tad above him. Okay. Um, All right. But it's close. I'm, I mean, that's the, only, that. that's the only real argument I can make, but it, it's very close between the two of them. But I have Whiteside a little bit higher. Okay, you know what? I actually would. I'm gonna, I'm going to flip to your side and take. Um, if I get a little bit of a discount off of DeAndre Jordan from Whiteside, um, he's Whiteside is definitely a better scorer and has you know not rebounded as well, but defended overall as actually at a higher clip. Overall, three point four blocks per game for Whiteside versus Jordan's two point three. So, um, you you convinced me. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's only like it's you know the discount. It's it's like two hundred bucks, but but it matters on slates like yeah, this. It could. You know, it you could. Know. Yeah, it definitely could. So that's that's the other reason why I like Whiteside. But I mean, even if they were, 
<clears throat> if they were this, like I said, if they were the same price, or even if Whiteside was two hundred bucks more, I still think I'd take him. It would have to be a pretty decent gap, and I would have to really be able to move somebody to something else I wanted more to go down to Jordan if he was cheaper. Um, it depends what I'd be able to get at you know another position, but I still think I'd rather roll Whiteside by a little bit. All right, I'm with you. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, don't forget, you can always subscribe to the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. So you can um, you know, leave us a review, share with your friends, let us know that you uh, like and um, enjoy the show. We always appreciate getting your, getting your feedback on Twitter. So hit up Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and send all your tweets to me at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you here again on Friday.
The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.